0: You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogue, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman.
1: Pogue's always glad to be back here to join you for this, quote, Sisyphusian task, end quote. (laughs) Yeah, it is something... Nothing really jazzes up the uh, a, a co-host duo <laughs> like when someone refers to your cooperative media content as as that seconds before you start to record. Well, you referred <laughs> to it as a job,
0: and I was like, well, a job you get paid for, at least.
1: This is just two idiots like, let's watch every comic book movie. They can't keep at, making at a, them. J- at, a, at a job, at least people care. Yeah. <laughs> There's at least something oh. going on. <laughs> well, Pogues, if uh, if if, you, if you're listening to this episode and you didn't um, listen to the mini, you might wonder, did I accidentally sort my podcast in reverse order? Certainly they would have done Guardians of the Galaxy by now. That must have been, like, the third episode. Let me just check. The third episode was Alien vs. Predator. That can't be right. <laughs> It's
0: deeply upsetting when you see the order we watched movies in. Like I still can't believe we were doing the the mini episode and you were like, well "We never did Guardians." It was like we definitely did Guardians. What? We had to. <laughs> no.
1: We skipped I... 1 2 uh 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 and then we did 3? Or no, we haven't done 3. No, yet. no, we did, we did the, did holiday the holiday Well, that was the we thing. The is, like, I said, I was like, "Well, let's <laughs>
0: just play the like let's do 3 or have we done 2 yet?" And then we were nope. looking through it all of a sudden, nope. you were like, "Not even one. We ever did one."
1: <laughs> In our defense and, and as a discover with this episode and anyone who's gone back to watch Guardians of the Galaxy, we all can just agree that, hey, this movie's actually just pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um it, it it does lead me to this huge question mark, uh I wonder about the well it's not really a question mark, I suppose. We know why. But I always wonder with like the Marvel universe, it's like it seems like so many of these early I mean this isn't like early, early, but in that in that sort of the beginning of MCU solidifying, they took so many weird shots, you know what I mean? like like uh even iron man has its sort of like will this work question mark (laughs) you know as they're making it i feel like like, these were the good times like when they were really trying like
0: you know you you had like thor where it's very much uh like just filling in a gap until (laughs) until you get to the avengers but like this is when they still felt like they were like, yeah, do what you want. Like this is cool. This and- is how we're making. Like this is how we're making the money. Is creating interesting, like game or like a, gameplay, interesting stories. And now they're like, don't do that. <laughs> just here's a paint by numbers. You
1: just fill in the character's <laughs> name. I have no, I have no uh, hard proof, but I wonder if, if some of it is just time because it feels like the disney machine just started like you know uh hitting the nos button on these movies and at some point they're just being like spit out at a volume and a pace that they can't keep up with well creative um uh creative preheating because like i was yeah. reading a lot about some of the background of guardians and like it, it went through a ton of script provisions um i mean uh it, it, i right here the the the, the uh, nicole perlman who wrote the script uh or at least co-wrote the script um, identified that she had written like ten drafts from 2008 to 2011, and then there was more rewrites as they like tried stuff out. They weren't sure about Rocket because they thought it would be cartoony. Could we even do it? Um, Peter's dad was in the one of the editions, and then he was cut out. Like, I mean, it's like it. It seems like this had time to really be considered in a lot of ways, with somebody at the helm who had an idea that they kept uh kept it on a, on a on a on a straight straight line with that that uh that dream uh and it seems like maybe like other movies like i'm thinking like uh doctor strange and the multiverse of madness were were made in what feel, felt like maybe a fortnight <laughs> like they just thought of the idea and then just yeah. threw it together but <laughs> it, it felt like they went to sam raimi
0: and they were like look we want you to direct this movie but you have to put all like the sam Raimiisms in it and he was like all right and they were like what's the plot going to be and they're like oh we don't care you just figure out how to use monster
1: cam at some point <laughs> and he's like oh, and then, okay like, <laughs> I, and then like I, I picture sam raimi in the editing room sort of like like standing over the guy who's doing some of the editing work and then and a marvel exec would have come in and been like hey uh this is a uh, this is the actress who's gonna play america chavez who's that uh, an important part of your movie. Can you just write her in? Yeah, <laughs> right now. Can you oh. duct tape her into some of these reels? <laughs> really also, quick.
0: just, we forgot to mention uh, Scarlet Witch is a bad guy now because of trauma. <laughs> Wasn't that the plot of WandaVision? No, no, no. Just get her in there and upset uh, about something.
1: No, 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 Sam, we got some worrying uh, feedback. Uh, it sounds like you might have written some multiverses into this movie um we're just gonna have to go with two verses yeah. that's, that's, could that's you cut that do down
0: with? to just uh, like one of it we just need to look like <laughs> earth but with a few more trees
1: uh and yeah, instead the, the of the pizza, pizza th- they have meatball shaped pizza we're <laughs> the, the, the feedback from the board is just a couple verses please one with pizza balls and then that's about it <laughs> anyway i read they're so um, specific sorry. about pizza balls we're, we're burning the wrong movie here, but uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is so good, all we can do is talk about worse movies. Yeah, That's why we didn't like them. Um, That's what we, the... we should
0: have done for this whole podcast, is just ripped on the state of the MCU and then at the end have been like, Guardians of the Galaxy was pretty good, and then just ended the
1: podcast. But I, I mean, I can't fathom, it's insane to me that there there must have been some Kevin Feige, maybe people in the orbit of Kevin Feige. That made like that said yeses to things in a way that I really am shocked by, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it just seems like it's nonsense. Like they weren't sh- they started filming not entirely sure if they're gonna use like like Rocket and uh, uh, or, or what characters from the OG, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, which is a big roster of some fucking weirdos. Let me tell you. Um, yeah, it's like when you look at this, and you're like, boy, what a weird
0: group. You're like, could have been, could have been worse.
1: Could have been <laughs> so much weirder and so sort to of take these sort of like way out in the middle of nowhere like characters for 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 most people i mean there really isn't a lot of like mm-hmm. awareness of of uh yeah i remember when I'm they gonna... first announced it a lot of people were like what the because at the time there wasn't
0: even a guardians of the galaxy like running comic i don't think
1: yeah uh uh so just so you know a listener at home i'm going to be uh just sort of dropping covers of guardians of the galaxy comics uh to pogues here uh, in
0: why our chat, just, why does just the one guy just have a really big head and a glass helmet. It's just a
1: fat guy, just so he can react to what could have been, you know. Oh, I think I, I think I
0: might love this, uh, this like greaser version of Captain America that was in one.
1: <laughs> What's going like? That guy's like the Danny Zuko of Captain America. Yeah, I mean, just to describe them really quickly to listen. These are these are OG comics from you know like seventies and eighties. Um, this, my favorite one of the early ones is just just four guys who can be described as purple man. He's just all purple. Yeah, guy who we'll made this diamonds. One, we'll call this one wide load. Yeah, <laughs> wide load wearing a glass helmet. He's, he's just a fat load. human. <laughs> and and I guess just diamonds orange, orange of river, and then yeah, diamonds of river, and orange native, native, native American. Native American <laughs> yeah. Orange Native American adjacent. Second one is like a, it's sort of like a Burning Man Captain America, a lady with fire for hair. Strangely, another Orange Native American. <laughs> I guess that guy hung out. He he did, They were like keep him in. Or, or perhaps an Orange Capoeira fighter. I don't really yeah. know what to call that guy. What appears to uh, be Dazzler, last... and then like, like yeah, a kind yeah. of looks like he would be in the background <laughs> of a of a Wildcats yeah. comic. <laughs> A a rejected WWE uh, uh, character. I think the last guy is someone who would, like, be poisoning a river in a Captain Planet comic, (laughs) you know, cartoon.
0: (laughs) He has, like, the classic 90s, like, so many pouches. Uh, it's... it's, it's And then the last one, I don't even know how to describe this one. There's, like... Masculine, effeminate, posing Hercules really bored girl whose hair appears to be fire and girl who says I'm 90s comics as a person <laughs> pouches for no reason a costume that's overly sexual without actually revealing anything and a hairstyle no one in their right mind would ever have <laughs> nobody's like uh give me like the fringe around the top look
1: uh to be clear uh, the, the members from the original the I mean we're talking the OG OG uh, the ones that w- with Mr. Wide though there uh include Major Vance Astro mm, well, he, <laughs> he must was be an the fat astronaut guy. uh uh then there is Martin uh, Martinex Tanaga a crystalline, a crystalline from being from Pluto okay Captain Charlie 27 a soldier from Jupiter and later added Yandu um as a uh oh he's blue skinned quote "Quote noble savage," end quote. Mm. I don't, always don't don't that love that sentence. Uh, no, no, I think I, there was a the lot term of adding. Never into sounds this. offensive. There was a lot of adding into this group as they went. Um, uh, they added in Badoon, uh <laughs> They added in no, sorry, they, they they were fighting Badoon Uh, but they added in all, uh, uh, the inhuman Talon, <laughs> uh, Yellow Jacket two. <laughs> like it just couldn't even get the it's, first it's, one, huh? The point is, is that this is, like, this is, like, deep in the pocket Marvel, like, Marvel cosmic writing, which is already pretty wild. Um, so to do a movie on that, uh, while you're still, like, in the throes of doing kind of the standard stuff, Iron Man, Captain America, you know.
0: Yeah, like, I, like, I remember when they first announced this being, like, you know, as a nerd, I knew who the Guardians of the Galaxy were. Sure. Vaguely. Like, I had never read one of the comics. I knew it was, like, a rotating cast of, like, weird space people. But, like, I remember when they were like, oh, we're doing, you know, it's like the Avengers. Now we're going to do Guardians of the Galaxy. And I was like, boy, what? it Like, this feels a little early to have run out of character. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is like, that's what you would expect they'd be doing right now. And they're like, we've run out of people, guys. We, we because, went through because all of the main Avengers.
1: Before this, all we've done so far is three Iron Mans, a Hulk, and then two Thors and two Captain Americas. So we've really just locked in on three guys, more or less, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Because we're gonna, we're gonna swap out Thor, uh, Hulk. So it's like we haven't really even like cemented the characters, and uh, the Avengers has already taken place, right? The movie, and we've yet to do anything with with Hawkeye or or <laughs> or uh, or Widow. So like we're just like we haven't really gotten like the core done. So it's it's kind of wild to just chuck this one in there, and to and for the fact yeah. that it went way over budget too um yeah, oh it's filming um uh, they called it a slight uh, a slight over budget but i i'm trying to find the number here but it was like a couple it was like a hundred million over budget. <laughs> wow I'd, I'd like to live in a world where i had a slight yeah.
0: accounting error and
1: got a hundred million dollars yeah. Here it is. In January 2015, Disney revealed that the film came in, quote, slightly over the agreed budget, end quote, at $232 million against the $170 million budget.
0: <laughs> oh. So not quite $100
1: million, but pretty wild that they, that they went that far. Um, yeah, I, I watched some behind-the-scenes to prepare for this episode, and I had some... It was, it was kind of, like, really exciting to watch some of the stuff that they had to uh, reveal, um, but... Uh, Pose, just getting into it um, we talked in the mini episode we wondered if you know after having watched three movies and entered into an era where people are let's just say it kindly maybe a little tired of Chris Pratt being everywhere um, I wondered if I would have a different response to the Guardians of the Galaxy let me tell you what when the movie started the soundtrack kicked in I was like well that part isn't a problem for me <laughs> this this soundtrack still slaps and I have no notes I, I mean I have a real affinity for like 70s and 80s music i don't know why i'm I'm sort of an old man in that sense yeah yeah, it just absolutely like hits it out of the park for me when when the first songs kick in and uh blue oyster cult and everything part part of this was like what makes
0: this great is like the use of music in the series in this movie like works it makes sense it's not weird it's like you know i mean like they explain why there's music all the time you know, versus, like, some of these other things yeah. where, like, there's just no logical reason why, like, things happen. And, like, and you that's... know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, there's so much crappy music in movies anymore. Like, they just feel like they're, <laughs> and they're like, we're all gonna do it's... the 70s because it worked for Guardians. It's like, yeah, but it worked because it was part of the story.
1: At but no it's, point you like, that's weird. It, yeah, Especially bringing in, like, tracks like that. Like, very hard to ignore... Loud, you know, lyrical songs. You know, you can you can put all kinds of scores that are kind of minimal on the on the lyrics or or whatnot. But but to have like, yeah, yeah, like also just one, play
0: like "Sweet Child of Mine." It has yeah, to. like, yeah, It needs exactly, to make exactly. sense
1: before you're just like, wait, what? Um, but I think that is the one thing I took away from rewatching Guardians is the reason that it constantly works is every scene explains itself, and every choice explains itself. He has this very heavy 70s soundtrack but like you said we immediately connect that back to his lost past on earth and his and his and his deceased mother uh and how it carries him through all this like weird like totally outer-worldly shit it also grounds an audience in something real you know it's 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 always odd when you enter into an alien world and then the protagonist is also alien something you know what I, you Yeah know yeah yeah I mean? yeah it's, it's like a, it's, it's little, like
0: window into stuff and like I don't know. It's good, too, that they can kind of play... on. Because, I mean, like, I, I thought what was clever was... I mean, they knew the demographic by this point for these movies. You know what I mean? Like, the demographic was people, like, my age. You know what I mean? Like, they <laughs> yeah, were going yeah. for, like, 30 to 40, or 30 to 50 was, like... Which is, like, the age of comic book readers. And so they were like, oh, let's just have this dude only know about, like, the 80s. Because most of the people who probably worked on this... <laughs> or you know who are gonna watch this were alive only during the 80s so it's like i think it was like really clever because then like you know he keeps making references to old 80s movies which is like fun and it like makes sense and he tells these people and since they have like no frame of reference they think of it as being like real stories about people which is like fun and interesting like they did this sort of like him being alien to the aliens really well I thought,
1: you know. yeah, that that's a that's, that's a direction I, I hadn't really thought about. That in a way, it, despite all the absurdity of of where he's at, he's like the fish out of water, or like the, like like, or, or sometimes the people are the fish out of water when he's talking on this on the ship, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's why like is like they kind it of does turn play with that, the, yeah.
0: They kind of turn instead yeah. of him always being like, what? It's like some of it is just the fact that like you know he's talking about like kevin bacon and they're like who's that he's like oh he was like this great hero and stuff you know i mean like they do throughout the movies where it's like really funny because you're like oh that's funny they would have no idea what he's talking about and so it's like instead of it just being like him reacting it's them
1: reacting to him too and it's weird again it's super weird that two things i tend to not adore which is just constant nostalgia referencing Mm -hmm. and like i just mentioned like Uncalled for, like, um, uh, uh, very eccentric music choices, yeah. That drives th- me insane.
0: That was if you go back and listen to the Ragnarok, I complain it's in, in like for quite a while about <laughs> yeah. them playing that song when they're on the bridge. And it's like, yeah. why are you playing this? It doesn't make any sense. Like, why is this song like, are they playing it in the movie, or is it <laughs> like I could never figure out what that was. And I was like, why are you just playing like a regular song
1: in the middle of a film? And this movie, like again, like it 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 explains itself as it goes, and we get that in the beginning as uh as Quill is on Morag and looking for the relic. You know, you get those sequences of him seeing the planet's like you know uh, previous existence being replayed until it IDs a structure for him to go investigate, wordlessly telling you what's going on the, and, and, and 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 like what he's doing there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Again, this is like my one every scene is like this, this film
0: is why is there just an infinity stone on like an empty world and no one's come to get it like they never really did they i maybe i, 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 I guess the but... premise
1: is that nobody knew it was there perhaps it was not publicly there when that place when Morag, i guess it's it just it weird and, and perhaps it was hidden there and then you know being a uh ravager he got some some intel uh that he jumped on before Yandu could use it uh that's that that's the gist i get but that's where we come in i do i do want to also say and this i found very funny um i did l- look up some reviews of this movie and and other things to to give myself some context of of where how people received it and something i bothered to do was watching the um pokes and i are big fan of this series of uh, the, the pitch meeting mm-hmm. on uh on this movie from like you know many many years ago uh and one of the jokes he makes early on is that He's describing Gamora's complicated situation as like the sort of adopted but mostly kidnapped, you know, daughter of a titan, like a like a like a warlord uh, titan um, who has a complicated, you know, conflict with her sister. And as as he goes on to explain Gamora in great detail, the 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 director of character ponders, why isn't she the main character? <laughs> Yeah, it seems like she has a lot more going on, and it is almost true. It, it, she, she she's got the much more complicated narrative like plot line where Peter's just sort of like there. <laughs> but you know, it, it, of course, we all we all enjoy the movie as is. So why why, why actually pick? Uh, yeah, yeah, but built, it, it but. is there is like sometimes
0: when you do look at it, you're like, what an odd like, you know, they don't her story is almost just uh, Infinity War. You know what I yeah. mean? Like that's like her, yeah. that movie is almost like more her story than the movies she appears in.
1: Um, we're also uh, given an opportunity here to be introduced uh, to uh, Michael Rooker is his, his Yandu, who we just mentioned is one of the OG cast uh, in the comics. I mean, um, also fascinating is is if if he if you were adapted directly from the comics, he would be a lot sillier than he is now. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I actually don't have the expertise to be hundred percent sure um, when Yandu sort of adapted, or if if, if if now in the comics he looks at the, looks like the movie character. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know if I have um, the precise history of Yandu down, and whether or not he now just reflects how the movie did it. But OG Yandu is uh, is like dressed like a tribal warrior. He's got the full mohawk uh, uh accessory coming out of his head um which i think is natural and not um uh, meant to be like a, a cybernetic component like it is in the uh yeah yeah
0: it's more just a style choice from the 70s and 80s and he's
1: an archer uh he's, he's specifically an archer um um so i don't know if how much credit to give the movie for reimagining him uh but i whatever it is i adore the version that they went with which is this um much more like crunchy like cyberpunky sci-fi version of Yandu with honestly one of the coolest weapons i think that anyone has in all three movies <laughs> yeah yeah and
0: also played by like Michael Rooker, man, one of like like the best castings. I mean, Michael Rooker is perfect. Is like the corrupt Tr- father figure. Tr- he's like begrudgingly proud of him. Yeah. yeah, and he's so good. I was devastated when they killed him in this. Yeah, it really one. is. Spoilers for
1: the second one from 15 years ago. <laughs> because I love Sean Gunn and everything, uh, but it doesn't doesn't bring a lot of the same energy anymore. Uh, with no, he was, no, he was, he was just Michael Rooker is just so he good. really is he really is, and he, and he shows up in a lot of these episodes, and we always have phrase for him, and every time he pops in whether it's brief in like in like uh suicide squad you know uh he's everywhere he's everywhere um yeah i think i told the story about when
0: i met him and how hilarious it was i think it's on a mini episode (laughs) i believe it is yeah show and it, it was so
1: weird um and as we start to get like looks at uh nova core uh planet systems um i picked up on stuff i didn't pick up on first pass through someone points out that it's it's set in an establishing shot or, or maybe it's said i don't really recall um that nova nova has three suns um oh hence i didn't notice. that they can see from like their planet hence why their logo is the three like suns with like a line drawn between them um that's cool world building love that didn't really put that together but that's that's pretty neat um, Never knew that. I also adore, and this came up in some behind-the-scenes stuff, how much James Gunn was obsessed with adding color to this one because of how dreary a lot of the Marvel movies uh, were at this time. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> uh, 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 Dark World. <clears throat> I guess. I guess in Dark World's defense, I guess that was. The, it's in the title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. be... The- if it had been really bright, we would have been bitching about how it was too bright. I'm also fat. They weren't gonna. They weren't gonna win on that one, Ben. There was no <laughs> yeah. way they were gonna win. I'm also fascinated by the color that they, the almost realistic color they were able to achieve on all the aliens that appear in the backgrounds, like in Gamora. Like I don't know. When I see someone like painted a color, it never <laughs> looks right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like
0: never. You don't ever see like they did a good job because yeah like in watching it i never now that you say it i didn't even think about it but like yeah i never was like oh that's a dude painted blue
1: yeah like, it it never looks... looked, like when you watch
0: old star trek you're just like oh that's just a guy painted a color that's weird. all these
1: sort of like purple pink blue people in the background they all just sort of look correctly look like it's just a believable color scheme for that person i mean gamora looks good through the whole movie and it's great that they went with like a practical application of makeup rather than you know having her just wear like the the fucking CGI rig yeah, like, face like thing like <laughs> yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Like it's great that they went practical. And it was shocking to me how much practicality they they went with. Um, one of the sets that shocked me the most from behind the scenes is that the prison, uh, is a three hundred and sixty degree set they built out of steel that was three stories tall. So the first three stories wow. of that like of that like um i guess cafeteria center like area of the prison that they spend most of the prison scenes in that was a functional set that could they could be, could be segmented and was built from steel for the most part like the steel you see is like mostly steel that <laughs> they welded together really insane and i always gotta like give heap praise on directors that go like with the practical visual marriage um Yeah, As much as possible. I think we always say that. Because, I
0: mean, it it just... It looks so much better, though, is the thing. Like,
1: it's just... Like, so
0: many times you watch... Especially, like, now in in the Marvel movies, what's made it really noticeable is, like, you know, they rush the effects. So, like, the movies would look better if they just did more practical shit because the effects all look bad because they're doing, like, six months' worth of practical effects in three months. So it's like they're never going to look as good as, you know... Early Iron Man, when you really think about it too, like Iron Man looks great, but they actually built a suit. Like he, some of those shots are really of him in a physical suit. Like like when he's yeah, sitting yeah, there yeah. in the the donut shop, when he's like in close up and stuff, that's like a real outfit. It's not all CGI, and I'm like, that's where they went wrong. Is like you gotta marry the the CGI together with practical effects because then it, it's more seamless. When it's all CGI, you are just like, well, they're not in a real place. It's so noticeable real life versus not real life so like when it's the background is all fake you're like well that's not those people aren't in that place (laughs) you know i mean it's really
1: noticeable um i also uh we were talking about this before beforehand what a weird like cast i forgot about outside of the main the main cast and like the villain obviously i remember all all those characters quite quite well um and i sort of almost forgot about glenn close just being in this like it's
0: yeah yeah, when she pops up, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot this was... That was, like, a real head-scratcher. I remember when I saw it in theaters, I was like, Cloud <laughs> Because I think that was sort of, like, the first of the... Um, I don't want to say like, it's, like, making fun of the actors who were in the Marvel... But that was, like, sort of the first, like... I was... I am a serious actor. <laughs> yeah, I am, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I'm, like, known for being a... Uh, like, in movies, not in, like... Or, like, I'm known in being in films, not in movies. You know what I mean? Like... Robert Downey Jr. used to have that as his career, you know what I mean? But then he had all those problems with his alcohol and drug abuse and stuff. But, like, you know, a lot of the people they got were, like, sort of new or hadn't been in movies yet. But, like, now, you know, like, Nicole Kidman's in it. It's, like, sort of like, I guess, the Hollywood of yesteryear uh, <laughs> being put in. It's just
1: very odd. No, you're you're, you're absolutely right. It is, it is, it is so strange uh, for her to be here. But, again, I mean, she and Benicio too is sort of an odd one to pick for this yeah. but I, I mean he i loved him in this and he i mean he ingratiated himself right into the mcu instantly people people liked him and he's not he just popped up here and there and and is repeatedly enjoyed um much much better than his appearance
0: in star wars where he plays the <laughs> clearly hispanic gunrunner
1: yeah 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 um peter serafanowitz i was talking to, to Pogues about before is a comedian that i deeply love from from british television uh also played uh, the the reimagined tick in the reboot of tick that didn't really go anywhere um and uh just like a weird guy to be in this and playing a semi-serious commander like it's it just well, how did this all come together it's so baffling well yeah
0: it's even like weird like um like john c riley's in it which is sort of like odd because he's just kind of like a big character was like boy there's just some odd
1: like toss-ins I'm sorry. Where it's just Did you say John C. Riley is in this? Yeah. Oh, that's that's fascinating. God, he just He just shows up in weird shit, doesn't he? Like he just he just kind of appears in movies randomly, doesn't he? Like he he's always in movies that I totally wouldn't expect. Is this a bit? Are you being sincere? I am being sincere. (laughs)
0: it was the way you said it like oh i was like oh is he mocking me did i miss it, like was i not paying it's attention? almost
1: like if i were to list some movies it would be kind of difficult to be totally sure if he was in them or not oh yeah he's in like the most ra- like he has like
0: bit parts in some of the most random movies. like if i were to say i don't know if i were to say like feel the dreams is he in that i would think not because he would have been very young I
1: mean, it's it's 1990s
0: oh is it god damn i am horrible with the age of uh, <laughs> films i would still say no i've seen field of dreams well you
1: yeah you'd, you'd be right yeah yeah you'd be right about that but was he in catch me if you can pokes leno DiCaprio movie tom hanks yeah yeah i don't remember him being in so is he in or not i'm gonna say no no, no that's correct thin red line Pogues, it's a war movie Weird place for him to be. Okay, I never saw. I
0: never saw Thin Red Line, but I I think he is in. That's
1: it. correct. Folks, I don't know if you realize this, but you're playing a new game called John C. Really, <laughs> 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 which is which is a game in which we you try to guess if John C. Really is truly in this movie. John C. Re- John C. Riley is a character uh, actor who appears <laughs> in the strangest places. Like perhaps is he in Fools Rush In? Could he be? Which one's Fools Rush In? Fools Rush In? Come on, Pogues. You know, um, Matthew Perry, Selma Hayek.
0: Okay, I don't think I've ever seen this movie. Uh,
1: I'm going to say no. That's correct. Well, is he in... Damn. But is he in another Matthew Perry movie? Analyze this.
0: Matthew Perry was an analyzer? He's the main
1: guy in Analyze This. Pogues, keep up. Is is John C. Riley in it or not? Uh... No. (laughs) That's correct. Is he an Analyze? That came out in 2002, three years after. You know what? I'm going to say, yeah, he's in the sequel. No, he's not in that one. Uh, (gasps) Damn it. The Perfect Storm, 2000. There's no way. There's only like six characters. He's in it. He's one of the six characters. (laughs) Is he really? He
0: truly is. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't think I've ever seen that movie, but I don't recall ever seeing clips
1: with John C. Riley in it. Avengers Infinity War. Uh, yeah, he was in No, it, right? he isn't. The course up. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> this sucks. This is an incredible movie. Up, uh, uh, under Siege. Casey Ryback. Steven Seagal. Uh, yes. No, he's not. Above the law. Damn it! Nico Tassani. Steven Seagal. Oh, oh. <laughs> no? He is in that one. He's uncredited. God damn it! <laughs> he was in one Steven Seagal movie, but not the other, *Gangs of New York*. Uh yeah, he is in that. That's isn't he? correct. You got that one right. *Toy Soldiers* ninety one.
0: Uh, I'm gonna say yes as a voice. No, he's not in that one.
1: <laughs> damn it! All right. Um. Uh, uh. We'll just end on on this one, and it could be it could be a dodge. It could be real. Never been kissed. Drew Barrymore barrymore never been case why would he be in that it's a rom-com and he's not And he's, well, he's in some rom com. and he's not the lead and he's not and he's not the I, friend to my knowledge i know who the, both those characters are so it can't be me yeah i was gonna
0: say i don't think I've, I've i know i've never seen this but i'm gonna say no he's in that one
1: <laughs> God damn it! all why? right folks thank you for playing john c really <laughs> this was a great <laughs> mini game we got to play right in the middle of an episode a rarity for uh for fans <laughs> of the podcast
0: yeah, I guess if you love mini-games, check out the <laughs> mini because we play a lot of them. Ben will just occasionally will be like, we're doing, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy. He'll be like, by the way, I made up a game, and then we just play a game. I have no idea what's going
1: on. Thank you for playing, John C. Really? Sorry, I'm just proud of the title. Uh- it's, it's a great name. <laughs> but to get back to the uh, the movie at proper, The Prison Break has so much good comedy in it. Um, it's despite the fact that we slow down because the characters are captured, like, it, it doesn't really come to a crawl at all. Like, it stays active, and then we get into this prison break, which is fascinating, because even I don't really quite know what, you know, Rocket's planning, and um, you now get lots of Batista, who is fucking swinging out of the park. It's insane how fucking delightful he is in this role.
0: Yeah, he's 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 pretty great. Like, I feel like this is probably uh his only like like a role made just for him. <laughs> yeah yeah you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. Like, like he plays it the, the dumb giant strong guy with like no emotion but also like a deeply painful backstory
1: like really well um and the comedy happens so well because it's like it's bit it's larger scale bits like making uh peter go get a leg for no reason um groot ripping up the battery early all that stuff is funny but it's kind of like yeah it's kind of i I remembered all of that there were tossed away lines that i didn't remember that got a good laugh out of me on a rewatch even after having seen it before um my favorite just be being rocket complaining that it they crumpled his pants <laughs> like they, oh yeah they crumbled my pants they didn't they didn't do that to you that's rude <laughs> like that really that really like i don't i love that that just got in the script and stayed in the movie it's just fascinating or if it was even in the script yeah i I wonder how much of some of this stuff was just them being weirdos well behind the scenes revealed that that early especially early on they weren't 100 percent sure everything about rocket so during those sequences uh and i know this has been talked about before and i'm sure people knew about it but that sean gunn is just in like a weird blue suit like just like yeah (laughs) deliver but he's just on his knees but he's doing like a, a very like Similar way that the character will ultimately do their lines, like he's doing kind of like a, like a, 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 a an accented yelling, <laughs> you know, kind of like.
0: Yeah, I I, I do wonder how much of, uh, what ended up being Bradley yeah. Cooper's Rocky yeah. was like. I wonder if they were just like, here, do it like this, because like <laughs> everybody
1: was reacting
0: to this dude, so it's gonna be weird yeah. if you deliver the lines different. It's not gonna make any sense. But,
1: but I do adore it because. It, it does, you know, it is very hard to, uh, for actors to act against green screen characters. You know, it's deeply, deeply challenging. Yes, um, to to have that energy like not reciprocated when you're doing a line, um, and just having a cold. I
0: just love the fact that he filmed the entire movie when he's like rocket on, like he literally just on the set, <laughs> crawling around. Knees, yeah. like he's just like kneeling down and like walking it's on just his just knees, so f- which had to be so painful, but like. It's
1: just funny that he was like, "Yeah, yeah." I'll it's do that. so funny to pay a salary to your little brother to, to crawl around <laughs> in front of Zoe yeah. Saldana,
0: like and like yell
1: at her. It's just...
0: What I was gonna say is, I I feel like I read somewhere, and I, maybe I don't remember exactly, but I felt like something happened where when they first started to do Rocket, the idea was they were just gonna do like uh just a mannequin or something that would like stand in the place where rocket would be yeah and then someone off camera was just gonna say the lines yeah and i i thought that i read that they filmed it a couple times and they're like this isn't working and his brother who was already on set was like well i can just can you guys just like cg me cgi me out if i wear like a green suit or whatever and they're like yeah he's like
1: i'll read the lines and so he just started doing it. Like I don't think he was originally that is, I mean, he was yeah, hired to be in the movie I, I, like he always I believe is, I vetted that I, in in some of the behind the behind the scenes stuff. I think he was cast as like a, a character in the first edition and it was, yeah yeah he's in the movie i mean he plays the guy uh he's one of yon yeah but i think games. he was cast in a larger role and then he was sh- he was oh. brought down to more of a bit role because he was doing so much time like basically being rocket in scenes being rocket um so it's really fascinating like that to, to have that to have that again just with your little brother just <laughs> crawling around yeah. yelling like a raccoon <laughs> in front of in front of just uh this cast it's really fascinating um and and uh another thing that came out of this for me on a rewatch was again i think i probably already kind of touched on this but how much they they spent on world building um and i think that's it's best seen in nowhere um yeah but they do it like the right way of world building where
0: it's not like here's some exposition like they mm. do it in a way, yeah. like where they're like, "Well, what is this place?" And he's like, "Oh, well, you know." What I mean, like it's it's organic in the sense that it's not just like somebody standing in front of a monitor and, and like and then expositing the set, stuff that happens.
1: The set itself sort of tells the rest of the story. You know what I mean? Like just just seeing it, seeing the place, this kind of outlaw haven that's like mining cosmic, you know, cosmic like bone marrow. Like, it's all just become very clear as you get there. Um, and and it's also just fascinating to me because this could have been anything, right? They could have just said, like, bar in Cree Moon. You know what I mean? Like, it could just be on yeah. a regular moon and they're just in a tavern. And no, I, as an audience member, I wouldn't have been like, that's boring. You know, I would never have questioned it. It wouldn't have bothered me. Well, yeah. I mean, like, outside of—unless you're a fan of Guardians of the
0: Galaxy— you're probably not going to know that nowhere is a place. Yeah. It, it. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like such a weird nod to like nerds. It really is. But it, it's so perfect. But including
1: it is like, um, it, it does remind me of like good, good D&D gaming where like the DM isn't just like, Oh, it's just a it's just a town. He's like it, it is a place where someone has thought about like why does this town exist? Like what's happened here? You know what's what's this place been before now? Like who runs it? Uh, you know why is it on the edge of everything? Like why is it sort of this haven for pirates? Um, that stuff just is 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 such an enhancement. Uh, on on what's already a functioning movie that, that already didn't really need more stuff. Just really good. Yeah, because they they cram a lot of story into this a movie, lot. and it does like you
0: said it. It never feels. Like, I don't know, my main problem anymore is, like, when you watch, like, current-day Marvel movies, they're very boring, because they spend so much time, like, explaining things, that it's like, I don't care. (laughs) Yeah. Like I mean, like, when they were trying to explain the the quantum-verse or whatever in the new Ant-Man movie, I was like, I don't give a fuck. And they're like, there's people who live down here, and I was like, why didn't she mention that when she came back? And I was like, God, this is such bad storytelling. Like, that's all you feel anymore, is when you watch these, it's like... Ah, this is so slap. Like, remember in the multiverse where they're talking about how, like... Uh, the original copies in like that tower and they're like no one can get to the tower and she's like we'll see and then she just teleports to it. It's like what the fuck why did she throw in that thing about how it's impossible to get to if she could literally just show up there like it wasn't hard to
1: get to. In fact it couldn't have been easier. There was a hole in the wall even. Yeah pacing in more modern Marvel films lurches. You know what I mean? Like, like we, do- well, Yeah they, they feel like they're trying
0: to do world building but there's no payoff We get the, They're we just get, like doing it to do we it. Get a ton and of, you're just like
1: okay a ton of exposition. It felt like
0: the Star Wars Yeah, a
1: ton of exposition, a ton of action, and then we just seem to suddenly, like, all of it bottoms out, and we just sort of, like, walk around eating pizza balls and, like, yammering on about yeah nonsense, and then we like, get hurled into something that suddenly comes to an abrupt stop, like, seconds later. Yeah, the pacing in this feels the opposite of that, where it's just, we we just feel like we're moving one click the whole way through, um, which is is really, uh, delightful. Another thing I picked up on, uh, I had to look it up, though, uh, from, again, this came from behind-the-scenes stuff, um, uh, the collector's room cameos. Everyone knows Howard the Duck. It's I think it's in the end, the end t- teaser as well. Yeah,
0: yeah, that one could be more Co- obvious. Cosmo, uh, Cosmo runs dog.
1: out like, f- like, like, like full screen, like at the, <laughs> in the middle of one of the shots. Um, there is a Frost Giant from Thor, uh, and dar- a Dark Elf from Thor in there, which is cool. I didn't know that. Isn't there like a Xenomorph somewhere? I've heard that. I couldn't find any reliable. I-,
0: I couldn't find it either. Um,
1: but I. Uh, it- in it, James Gunn did just gesture at a tank full of slugs and says, "And those are from Slither." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh yeah!" <laughs> like his other movie. <laughs> like it's just a tank full of slugs. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I, I would never have noticed that. I don't know if it's even like that well seen in cuts, but uh, I thought that was a that was a fun a fun uh, uh, chuck in there that I, that I was totally unaware of. I also didn't catch this for some reason in my, my memory, which is that as the collector is doing his sort of like. Um, kind of like eccentric movements with his hands as he's like talking. Uh uh when Rocket responds he, he like mimics the same <laughs> the same movements in a like satirical way and I just I don't know why I missed that during during previous watches of it I, I, but I but that that one gave me a little bit of a of a of a belly <laughs> a belly chuckle out on that one. Um yeah, uh I I know this is such a weird episode to just <laughs> a lavish praise on the movie. Yeah, but. it it's it's sort of obvious. It just kind of rules. Like I, I, also like when I watched it back. I was like, I
0: wonder if I'll just not like it. I thought because, so too. Like, it, I've seen, I've seen, you know. I but mean, it was like, the opposite for me. I just, the Marvel genre has gotten yeah tedious. I,
1: so yeah, I was surprised that I was like, oh no, I still really enjoy like this. I enjoyed this movie. I, I will say the only thing I could per- perhaps give it. Um, I think it's not really a knock, but it's it just if you were to track my like enjoyment on a rewatch, I was like it just climbs from the minute it starts like all the way through the second act because I'm like "Uh, this is so funny I I didn't notice that before I missed that That's so funny this is interesting they did great world building here what a funny little scene I forgot about that line Um, as we hit the third act I kind of I didn't like have less fun but I just I cared less because it becomes just the big Uh, big big lights smashing into each other and I kind of lost a little bit of my interest and I
0: will say that like I kind of the um I, I, the end, which I never was really a huge fan of, like the dance off thing.
1: Yeah, it's it felt it's cute, it felt but...
0: way dumber the second time yeah. because like it's so long where he keeps going. What are you doing? Why are you? Do-? It's <laughs> like why would he even ask? <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, he's like, yeah, he came to destroy an entire planet. Why wouldn't you just and, hit him with his and hammer not just and move that. on? You know, to, so to
1: him, the Kree are like, the Kree are like the greatest mortal enemy ever you know what i mean like he's he's very yeah they're trying to just yeah yeah so it's like it's like he's a he's at his like it would be like thanos like seeing a, a an infinity stone in front of him and then being distracted by a dance like
0: essentially yeah like... just being like it's, oh, i can hold off for a it's second weird i suppose for him to,
1: to veer off. yeah and it's it's not the fact that i don't like action or even big action but i think i found the action and there are there is really cool stuff i love that the nova Corps build like literal shields from their ship that's so cool I can't think of a time seeing that in like a similar sci-fi setting. Love that, uh, um, but there is just a lot of pretty by the nose, by the by the book, like punching, kicking, blasting throughout. Like, what is a re? A, it's like it's like a, a a a long. Like, if you start from like where the fight begins on Nova Prime, it's long. It's like a huge chunk yeah. of the movie, um, and like the fight in nowhere is interesting, right? Because they're in these like mining ships. And then, like, they have no weapons, but they do... uh, They are indestructible, so we can, like, ram ships and we can, you know, um, use their, like, mining arms to peel. What a fascinating fight scene that is. Meanwhile, this fight is, like, my ship has guns, their ship has guns, that ship has bigger guns, and we're all just gonna fire them. You know what I mean? It's... Yeah, yeah. It's not the worst. It is what a space fight would be. It is a climactic battle. This is what a climactic battle looks like. I'm not really knocking it, but if I will say on a rewatch um i did i did scrub a lot in this final third act i was like yeah i know uh, yeah, yeah i, I, I did yeah, i uh, know i know i know <laughs>
0: yeah i started uh um, like sort of just moving past to be like, I was <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: do we do anything else after this fight no it's that up until the end up until the outro so uh it, on a rewatch yeah the third act does drop and, and unfortunately that is a marvel thing you know like every yeah yeah the third x they're all they're all just a little bloated they're all a little bloated but but uh at the end at the end of the day rewatching this went the total opposite direction like i I genuinely thought that i would find holes to poke and get tired of characters or find jokes lame now but on the whole i I would go watch it again after this episode like i really enjoyed it that much like it really was okay i wouldn't do that i (laughs) I just watched it it i watched it yesterday but it's fine but it really was um uh it really does come as like a I mean, big. When I say just watched it, I watched it Monday, but I'm just saying yeah. like that's too soon to rewatch. I, I I don't think I could possibly like say go watch it to someone who's sit, sat through listening to this. I think mean, that's kind of an insane thing to suggest. But I would say that like I would enjoy like if you're doing a Marvel rewatch, this is certainly one to not not kick off the list because I would certainly kick a lot of these off the list if I were to go through some old Marvel movies. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, like you you could pretty much skip every Thor. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry you can't they're just not those good of, like even the ones even ragnarok which people loved is really not that good of a movie and when you rewatch it it's way more annoying the second time because you realize the awkward tonal shifts. yeah like they're much more prevalent because you you know what's going to happen in the movie so you start realizing you're like wait, this is weird that they just went from like a woman killing a like <laughs> slaves to like a bit about a circle that's infinite <laughs> and we're supposed to be like
1: ah, 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 it's like uh ah. um but, uh, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy, um, it's certainly, a recommend, it's certainly a thumbs up, I think it holds up. I, 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 I hope as Disney, uh, pulls the, the handbrake on their movies, uh, the Marvel movies, which is something they announced that they were doing, um, I hope that leads to scripts that got bounced around more, that got spent more time yeah, in an oven. Yeah, I, I think that, in like, oven. um,
0: I read an article where, uh, they said that one of the things that like disney mentioned uh, that bob Iger mentioned in like a call was like um, we see like love for like it with star wars they were like people loved andor and we gave them a lot of time to make that show people love the early marvel movies and we gave them a lot of time to make those movies and he's like i think we need to shift from quantity to quality because we're starting to like these movies are very expensive to make and we're starting to make less and less like they're still making insane amounts of money but like i think he's realizing that like he could make a movie for probably less and make you know 250 million dollars more than he's making on these movies that he's paying 400 million to make and making you know around a billion which is like not i'm not saying a billion dollars it's 600 million dollars where the profit isn't great but i think they're realizing that like they're they're running the risk of killing the golden goose so to speak you know what i mean of people just being like i can't take this shit anymore
1: yeah i mean uh you know marvels came in a little under budget or a little under you know uh, uh, under its budget in terms of a of box office um still 200 million dollars but costs like 274 to make you know so it's like it's not it, yeah which is like sort of like, like insane yeah when you to, think for, to, for it, 200 like, million various. to be a failure yeah it's pretty fucking wild well
0: it's also like that's a lot of money to make a movie that was not very long. I mean, it was long was, enough, don't get me wrong. But by, like, Marvel standards, not very long. And poorly marketed. I mean, I,
1: th- I think, just, it seemed like yeah, no one like, was I, aware yeah, this the thing, movie was coming out. It's insane.
0: I feel like they knew it wasn't going to do well. And they were like, let's just go ahead and recoup the advertising cost. Like, we'll just put out, instead of spending an additional $25, 50000000 million on marketing we'll just spend five million bucks yeah, and that'll make up for the fact we know this movie's not going to make that you know it's already 250 million it's not going to make 300 million you know what i mean yeah. like we got to get it as close as possible to what it and i that's what i wondered because it was weird like when people were like it's coming out i was like i haven't seen a fucking commercial for this thing and normally it's like you can't go anywhere without seeing like a banner ad for like the next marvel movie. you know what i mean it used to be like no matter what you did you'd see a fucking ad like youtube videos or whatever
1: yeah, yeah, but um uh, uh hopefully that yeah there's shift back into, you know, longer baked stories with and again, more directors that are like like almost single single worldly obsessed with a particular like motif. I think I think that seems to land when they just give directors like because someone must have been given james gunn like carte blanche here for him to just go nuts and go over budget yeah yeah i i, was, iron I feel like this was and, you know? this was
0: still when they were in the idea of being like you know like what worked was like taking a director who you know i mean like if somebody had said oh john Farva's gonna launch the comic book movie like trend you'd be like the guy who did swingers you know what i mean like yeah. you know what i mean you were like you'd be like that's a weird thing to say like he's a weird choice for to have been like yeah you can direct our iron man movie but like he wasn't i mean i'm sure one of the reasons they picked him was he wasn't super expensive at the time you know what i mean sure. he wasn't really that f- he was famous but not like you know you're getting like somebody super and i feel like that they with this they were like why don't we go with the guy who's like super passionate but isn't that like you know? I mean, like James Gunn wasn't what he is now, right? You know, what I mean, like he was he was popular and he had made good movies, but he wasn't like the name that he I is mean, now. James he Gunn head up the DC. James
1: Gunn started with Tromeo and Juliet, so it's like he, he you know he was he's yeah. from that he's from that zone. So yeah, for him to climb to to the the seat of a Marvel, a Marvel and to be given franchise. like like you said,
0: sort of, I'm sure they went in and they were like, well, if you think this will work, we're gonna let yeah, you do it's, this because I'm sure too in their mind they were like. Well we sort of like yeah, come, that movie come, come into a room if 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 they never made another Guardians of the Galaxy that wouldn't have you know I mean it, there wasn't anything that tied it to the rest of the cinema other than the fact there was an infinity stone which they could just be, like somebody got which is what they do they <laughs> yeah. never even showed yeah. Thanos getting it so if they had never made any more of them I think Marvel was like well, whatever as long as it makes back if you if, know 150 million or whatever I mean
1: you imagine him coming into a boardroom and being like yeah it's going to be in space it's going to be really expensive Bradley Cooper is in it. Oh, great! We love him, but you won't see him because he's playing a raccoon. Yeah. and Zoe thought that was gonna be. Then green. we got Vin
0: Diesel. He's huge. He's huge from this fast. The oh, forest. he's this huge. See him. He's a tree. Yeah,
1: and only says one line. Uh, one line. <laughs>
0: Yeah, over and over again. He just keeps saying, I am Groot. You won't even know it's him, really, because it just sounds like it could be anyone. You've got the word Batista written here. Is
1: that just uh, a spelling error? <laughs>
0: is, that, is that like you're gonna you're taking time off for that French holiday? Well, that's Bastille Day. Um, Did you mean someone named Baptiste? I'm just trying to get this right. Well, you don't mean the... Uh, is there a Ballista? <laughs> Did you spell Ballista really wrong? You don't mean the wrestler, do you? <laughs> <laughs> you mean the, yeah, the, the former MMA turned
1: super real real wwe super and, song, that and, and here you've just written the guy from parks and rec <laughs> I'm, I'm very good the chubby guy you know our movies
0: the guy <laughs> always has a shirt off right you've seen the other films i mean captain america literally has a shot where he comes out and it's just man movies, and a woman gently touches him
1: huh i got go. but yeah i guess whatever <laughs> if you want to do it sorry post. i gotta go re-watch captain america <laughs>